0: This podcast is brought to you by GG Poker. GG Poker won huge tournaments and hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament. As the world's biggest online poker room, GG Poker are making poker fun again. GG Poker offers exciting game formats and software features that aren't available anywhere else. So why play anywhere else? Plus, if you're new to GG Poker, get £60 free play when you make your first deposit of £10 or more players must be 18 plus bill terms and conditions apply please see ggpoker.co.uk for details begambleaware.org please play responsibly if you're still deciding on your spring break getaway amtrak's got just the ticket you can visit cities from dc and philly to new york and boston all while enjoying more sustainable travel amtrak produces up to 83 percent less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane and did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type, restrictions may apply. And we're back. Welcome to Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and I am dialing in from Dalkeith, not far from Easter Road. A wee bit further away from Easter Road is Kevin McCluskey who is dialing in from Budapest. How are you, Kevin?
1: I'm good, Paul. Very well, thanks. How about yourself? Even after seeing lineup, you're right? Um <laughs> I've just about recovered after seeing that. Aye.
0: And just having a wee bit of fun now, isn't he?
1: Yes. He they've just decided that. But the hell, away. who cares? Let's just uh, let's just put eleven bodies in the park and see what
0: happens. I mean, we had been speculating, Kevin. You know, um, going into the the Rangers game particularly, and then obviously the Saint Mirren game that followed, and then tonight about how to use the the squad, how to kind of look at your players going into the cup final. And he confirmed in the press conference that's exactly what he's doing. Um, The league is one. He knows that we are the champions. And um, he's using these games to have a look at all the possibilities, not because he wants to, for example, drop Joe Hart for the cup final, but even mentioned going into a game like that. If you lose a player, you know, unexpectedly before, the cup final. You don't want to come in cold. You don't want to bring anybody in cold. And it's quite clear that he's
1: continuing with that tonight. Yeah, it is. And using Joe Hart as the example, if he plays tonight and plays at the weekend, breaks a finger making a save, and he's out for the cup final, you're bringing uh, you're bringing Bain in completely cold into that game. So it's it's a case of covering all eventualities. I think with a team that's gone out tonight. It's given minutes to players that wouldn't normally get it. It's given some of them a last chance, I think, to push for a cup final place, because I think at the weekend, they'll probably go back to a full-strength team for mm-hmm. that one and have it as a dry run for the final. And, yeah, going into the final five games of the season, I think we were all looking at them going, there's games here, there's chances here that we can give the likes of Bernabé a few a few games. We can bring a Bada, Haxabanovich in. Oh, we'll see what they can do. I think it's just because we've uh, I gonna say lost the last two. St. Mirren feels like a loss. We haven't won the last two games and we've lost that wee bit of momentum. And that that changes the mindset a wee bit because now you're like, oh, why are we making changes? We want to have a full strength team and get it back. But to be honest with you, when the first five games came out, or so when the five games came out, you're looking at this as being a game where this is probably the kind of team you would want to put out, the one that, that just lets everyone get a run out, we can see what they can do, see what they can offer. And come the last game of the season, come the cup final, we'll be back to full strength and hopefully back to flying. You know this, Kevin, we we think we over the last almost two years, we've got to know
0: the inner workings of Ange Postacoglu's mind. And then you win the league with a few games to spare, you think, no, he's going to go for the kill. He's going to try and get all the records, the, the points record, the goals tally. He's going to play a full-strength team. And he doesn't do that at all. He, he does the complete opposite. He's got this run of games. We've, we're thinking there's no way Ange Postacoglu would go... Uh, Ibrox with an understrength side, it would go with yeah. all guns firing, uh, firing on all cylinders. That didn't happen. And then, now I'm looking at it thinking, maybe maybe we haven't sussed this guy out yet. Because I honestly yeah. thought that with his mentality, his approach that he's shown since he came to this club, every mm. single game would be a prisoner. You know, every minute would be a prisoner. And he has spoken about freebies, but I think he meant that in a different way. You don't get any free appearances. If you're in, I want to see the best of you. I want to see a good appearance. And if you don't, then you're out of the team. Um, so that that's an interesting one because we're kind of thinking we were sussing them out, but we obviously aren't.
1: Aye, it's, um, I don't know, it's like being in a long-term relationship with somebody and you, you don't think they can surprise you anymore and then all of a sudden they come up with something out of the blue. And that's what Andy's done in these five games with this selection because aye, you listen to every single one of his press conferences in the lead-up to the split and the lead-up to winning the league and it's all about the focus is on the next game, it's about winning that and once we get that game out of the way, we'll focus on the next again and we'll go and win that and we'll do that. And he's got this winning mindset. And I think, yeah, we're, we're kind of buying into that and going, right, once the league's won, go to Ibrox, full strength side, play them off the park, win that game, take us closer to the 100 points and really kill any talker come back from that side of the city. Then we'll go and try and get a records point tally, a records goal tally. The more you, I don't know, but then you the more you listen to Ange in the press conferences afterwards, you realise, those things don't matter to him. They're a bit superficial. Getting the records, it's about winning the league, mm-hmm. and that's where his kind of single-mindedness is. It'll be I will do what it takes to win as the league. From there on, it's not a freebie, as you say. But he is he is giving players a chance, and they're not getting a free shot. That you're not getting Bernabe coming in for the last five games because it doesn't matter. He's coming in. He's playing the game. If he's not good enough, he's out the team. Uh, and I think actually you've got to really appreciate that because that's his way of keeping things going, and keeping with that we never stop. It's a it's a constant improvement.
0: You know this as well, Kevin. Yeah, we're focusing on the cup final, and we've got to because you win that game, and we're in the history books. You know, eighth treble, world records. You know, in the second season, and during the week there, the press conference that we referred to in the bulletin earlier today. Ange Postecoglou was going on about unexpected success last season. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it, we think we know him, but actually we don't because it's not as though we ever expected success, but we demanded it. We actually demanded it yeah. last season because I remember the conversations Kevin Graham particularly and I having throughout the season where he was saying, as long as we're in touch and distance, the Rangers, and I'm thinking, no, that's not good enough. We need to have an unassailable lead. We need to win this league. We can't allow it to get to two in a row because the minute you do that, Then you know history tells us generally two or three seasons you're out the game and you've got to build it back up. Um, So there is that element of it as well. Where you know I always look at Ange and think you know as long as Ange is here we're okay. But um, you know even he has his doubts and uh, he was working uh, to his own ambitions last season. But he's even surprised himself this time round. We're going for a domestic clean sweep. I myself um, I'm lucky enough to say that this will be the sixth in my lifetime that I've seen um, mm-hmm. in terms of trebles, which is astonishing. And I'll, we will go through the team, incidentally, and then we'll get some of the thoughts of the commenters coming in as well. It's good to see Aero250 on the YouTube um, uh, saying, Glad to see Andrews using our squad, resting players for a potentially historic treble. He is a smart man, and, and we can't forget that, Kev. He's been through this time and time again, not maybe with Celtic, but through his football career, 25 years, a quarter a century in football, uh, he's got the experience. Um, I've not had an opportunity to, to ask you, although I have written about it on the blog over the last couple of days, what did you make of his uh, press conference yesterday?
1: Um, I think it's probably just typical Lange, isn't it? He's not going to take any nonsense from anyone. He's not interested in questions that aren't related to Celtic and about about this club. I don't know. I don't know who it was. I can't remember who it was that asked the question about Rangers. But why would you do that? I don't know. At an Ange Postacoglu press conference, his focus and his mindset is all about Celtic. It's about taking us to the next level. It doesn't matter what they do on the other side of the city. Ange isn't basing next year's plans and signing targets and improvements to to this team on what they do. It's all about Celtic from his perspective, and that's how it should be. You know this, right. I sometimes wonder, going
0: into a press conference, because as I said there, we, we think we're, we're getting to know the inner working in Zianj Postacoglu's mind and then he surprises us. But there's one thing for sure. Yeah. We know him well enough, Kevin, that he doesn't, take any prisoners on a press conference right so say you're going into that and you're working for a title or a, a company a media company of some description and your editor stroke boss is saying right i want you to find out what he thinks about the rangers and you're thinking oh come on it must be a scenario like that because you, you cannot go into a situation like that thinking that that question would be a good idea
1: aye it must be um because you're right. I mean, if, if you're going in, you've got the chance to ask Ann Postecoglou, who is, he's just been announced as being the, the manager of the year for the second year running. Mm-hmm. He's on the, the cusp of a, a world record breaking treble. Mm-hmm. There's so many positives about his team, his Celtic team. Why would you talk about anything else? If you want, ask him about the drop in form. You know, if you want to take a negative, you do something like that. But I don't understand the, um, the editorial mindset to go in and want to ask any manager of any team, really, a question that's loaded and it's based on the opposition team from across the city. It just doesn't make sense. But then that's that's probably that's Scotland for you, doesn't it? Because that's how it works.
0: It's negative. And as you say, it's a focus on something that is entirely different to uh, what I'm just focusing on, which is getting through the next couple of fixtures and then setting the team up for... By the way, Trophy Day and then a Scottish Cup final. Joe Hamilton, welcome to the show you're watching on YouTube. Anyone else out there who's watching on the YouTube channel, I will ask you to do two things for us. Firstly, subscribe. And if you do subscribe, like Joe, you can make a comment on our live stream. Um, And also, give us a thumbs up because that helps with the the algorithm. Um, You know, we made loads of videos back in the day. Uh, on the channel that were non-Celtic related and I had a wee uh, a spring clean, don't even know if we were in spring but I had a spring clean anyway Kev and I got rid of about 150 50 videos yesterday that were non-Celtic related that does tend to put a wee dent in the algorithm. So if you want to help us build that back up, give us a wee thumbs up. Joe Hamilton, anyone guessed Angie's team selection? I know I didn't. Well, before I came on, uh, when I was getting set up, I, I realised that Kevin had updated the blog. I'm pushing the blog at the moment. It's something that Kevin and I and the rest of the Axon team are working on um, quite quite a bit. Um, and have been over the last few months, actually, Kevin. Axrom.net is where you'll find it, and every day there will be new content on said blog. Obviously, it's all free, and at this moment in time, it's ad-free as well. But I noticed that pre-match, you had put up a potential um, look at what you think might be the the, the line-up tonight. Um, Did you publish what you thought might have been the starting Mm eleven?
1: No, I did not. Once again, for the second game in a row, I have taken the easy route out and did not publish what I thought the team would be because I had no idea. Um, because You've, I was given so up. You've given up
0: trying to second-guess this guy.
1: Exactly, because it's just it's pointless. I don't have the football brain that Andrew's got to, to even think about what he would, he would uh, be selecting as the team. But um, I guess the other point that we'll make about the blog as well is that it's all Celtic content on there. There will be mm-hmm. no... There will be no... Um, <laughs> Articles about five players leaving a club from the other end of the city. So don't worry about that. It's a That's a good point, away. Kev.
0: It's a good <laughs> point. I'm going to pick up on that. Right. Um, the world of blogging is is it's very much a it's. Um, Saturated, I think it would probably be the best word for it. Um, but what we feel is that because obviously Axom has now been running for six years and we have, and I don't mind saying it, won a few awards along the way for our content, we decided that because there's so much talented writers in the Axom team, Myself not included in that, by the way, because I've not been contributing to it. I've just been editing it. Um, We would get them all on the blog and and working on the blog. And what you're going to get on there, like Kev says, is Celtic content. Now, I can tell you for a fact that if we write a sensationalist or Rangers type headline, there will be massive views in that. But we're not doing it. We're not going down that clickbait route. We're going to keep you informed with our opinion on what's happening rather than just nicking a news story from elsewhere um, and going for the, the cheap, quick clicks. We want it to be a place that you will continually visit on a daily basis, Kev, for what we hope quality writing from Celtic supporters from all over the world, by the way, because we do have contributors from Japan, Hungary, Swindon, Dalkeith, Fremlin where else? Australia. Quite a few over in Australia. Um, and Ireland. Um, so yeah, get yourself on to net. That's where it's all happening. Scott Howe um is back in to say a uh, good chance for some players to show what they've got. We're gonna have a look at the lineup now. And um I want to know your thoughts on on some of these players. I don't think it's a last chance saloon for anyone, but I was just thinking there, you know, every game that Ange plays. Up to that moment where we beat Hearts at uh, Time Castle. If you're going for the domestic treble, which we obviously every season we try to do that, we strive to win the treble, and then you try your best in your every game, is basically playing your 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 strongest eleven, Kevin. And along the way, you'll have loss of form, you'll have injuries, you'll have suspensions, etc. But there isn't really an opportunity to bring in a guy like let's say Burnaby and say right. 3-4 games on you go this is also an opportunity I feel for Ange to have a look at a player that he's not had a great look at really in Burnaby's debut season um, so as we go into the transfer market there might be one or two, not just Jerseys up for grabs for the cup final but there might be one or two doubts that Ange in his mind in relation to are we strong enough at right back do we have two right backs that I can count on do we have two left backs which positions do you think there is still a slight doubt in Ange's mind
1: Um, Whether it's in Andy's mind, I don't know. But in my mind, certainly. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion, and we spoke about this in the group chat as well, I'm of the opinion that you go out and you try and strengthen every single area of the park Mm -hmm. in the summer if you can. And I'm not saying sign 11 players, or sign 11 first-team players. But for a club like Celtic, if we want to progress, no jersey should be nailed on to anyone with maybe the exception of somebody like a Callum McGregor um, because he's, you know, captain, leader, different class. But across the pitch, I think there's areas for improvement. I would uh, you start at the back. Joe Hart, I think he's been a really good goalkeeper for us for the majority of the last two seasons. But we're beginning to see a little bit of slackness creeping into his game. I think he's... If he's not been completely at fault for some of the goals we've lost recently, he's been... He's been slow to get down to shots in any case, so there's definitely question marks over him. I don't think he's been as commanding in the area without um, Carter Vickers in front of him, which is actually when I'd be expecting Hart to come out and show a little bit more. So there's maybe a wee bit of worry there. He's also getting towards the end of his career, so at some point we're going to need to look to replace him. So maybe that's an area there if you can bring in a, a 23, 24-year-old keeper where Couple of hundred games or a hundred games behind them somewhere that's got good, good potential still. There's an area across the back line, I mean, it sounds harsh because you'd go with a we're a side that's in the cusp of winning a treble, but you could still strengthen it every single position. Yeah, Ralston. Ralston is he the man that's going to come in and really be a number two? Hopefully, but if you could upgrade Ralston, you might you might consider it. Burnaby needs games to prove that he's the uh, the second option behind Craig Taylor, but he's not an inverted fullback, and I'm not sure he ever will be. I just don't think that's his game. So then you have to change system to really get the best out of him. So do you like to coach him into becoming more of a an inverted fullback, or do you go and sign someone? Center back's been a weak area for the last couple of weeks. We haven't mm-hmm. had the commanding player where they Carter Vickers been out. So kind of defensively, you could look at. Everywhere along the back line. I still think we need something in midfield. And this is, again, it was the one um, Alan spoke about a few weeks ago on one of the Friday podcasts. We need to have that six-foot-tall, athletic, strong centre midfielder that can kind of boss things for us, especially when it comes to the European games. We lack that at the moment. We've got a lot of good football players, but they're all all quite small uh, and lack that bit physicality. So, I think that's an area definitely I would say to strengthen in the centre of the midfield. And we need another striker as a definite as well. Um, We can't rely on Kyogo to stay fit for a full season. Although he has this season largely, you can't have all your eggs in the one basket. And as much as I think there's a lot of promise and oh, and I hope we see it tonight, the jury's still out as to whether he's the man And, and whether he is the man to be second choice. If Q goes out and you're on O, who's, who's behind O in the Q? There's no one. So we need to have a third striker if we want to have a big squad that's going to compete at all levels. So, yeah, I mean, that's me. I would go for a centre-back, a centre-midfielder. I think we still need a right winger, especially if is away, which has still been the speculation. Mm-hmm. So there's improvements we can make all across the field. The thing is, it's pinpointing which one or which two areas are the absolute Necessities, and that's the tough one, because when you look at the starting eleven, we have a very strong starting eleven. So it is trying to pinpoint where do you prior- prioritize. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's Ange that has that task and not me. Absolutely. I mean, at the, in the preseason last time
0: round, a lot of us were talking about that backup goalie and a backup left back. We went out and got what we thought. Were two players who would be challenging for the first-team jerseys not quite worked out this season. Let's have a look at the team for anybody who's not seen it, and I'm pretty sure most of you have. Um, by the way, it's not O, it's Big O, according to Ange. It's Big O. Big o. Yeah. So um, in goals, between the sticks, we have Scott Bain making his first appearance of the season. We've been talking quite a bit about the goalkeeper position, Kevin, in that uh, Scott Bain has played in all but two games this season those two games being played by Benji Segrist and it was in the League Cup before he got his injury. So Bain makes a, a rare appearance actually against his, one of his former clubs. Tony Ralston uh, is at right back. We obviously seen pictures that uh, of Johnston training. Um, whether or not he'll be in the squad against Aberdeen remains to be seen, but Ralston uh, retains the jersey at left back. We've got Burnaby coming back in um, and on the bench, obviously we do have Taylor if... Uh, the minutes are required for Taylor to come in at some point during the game. Starfelt is partnered with Kobayashi. Um, and the thing with uh, Kobayashi is that, you know, I think that we suggested the reason that Awata came in wasn't so much the fact that Kobayashi had not played well, and I don't think he had played well. I think the change would have been made anyway um, because, you know, again, it was looking at the situation, I was surprised to see Welsh on the bench tonight, whereby you don't want to go in to a cup final and have no real options. So, for example, Starfield gets injured. It seems unthinkable. What do you do then? Well, let's make sure you've got game time in Kobayashi and Awata's legs, and potentially Welsh. I wouldn't be surprised if he got some minutes tonight as well. Awata gets pushed into his more um, familiar role in the midfield. I think he's he's be, he's been really good uh, when deployed in that position alongside McGregor McGregor, McGregor and Hattati. I think Hatati is getting played through a sticky bit of uh, form, actually a sticky patch of form, and he'll come through that. And on the bench, of course, is uh, Matt O'Reilly. And then you've got Abada, uh, Haksabanovic, and Owen. one of the uh, positions I was going to see is I'm not quite sure we've got the, the real strength in the wings. And what I mean by that is you've got Jota who can play either wing. It's up to debate as to where you think his he's best wing is. Um, You've got Mieda, who has primarily played on the left-hand side for us. Abada on the right-hand side. Haxabanovich has been a bit of a floater. I'm not sure what his best position is. And, of course, you've got uh, James E. Forrest um, on the bench as well. So I think we could probably go into the market for a winger, certainly up top. Um, I'll I'll be interested to see Haxabanovich, I think, in his last two starts. So, Kevin... He's flattered to deceive. He's not played that, that well. And even the impact he was making as a sub, we've not really seen that either, have we?
1: Not in his, probably his last four or five games that he's played for us. He's been, been pretty disappointing. I think it's been since, was it Hearts Away in the Cup when we'd all been calling for him to get a start mm-hmm. he started that game and he was pretty poor. To be polite on him, I think. It just was not a, not a vintage performance by him. And since then... Excuse me. Since then, in the games that he's started, the games that he's come off the bench, his impact hasn't been what it was previously. Um, some of that you can put down. To he's been being played on the right, and I think if you're playing him on either wing, it has to be on the left because that's where he looks to be more comfortable cutting inside and you know curling the ones into the bottom corner as he's done a few times.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving,
1: we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For me, he's not a winger, though. I I think he's a 10. You could even get away with him as an eight, I think, and play him in the midfield. I don't see him as a winger, even in the inverted role that we tend to play. So he's one of the players that um, we say they don't get freebies. And for him, this is he's definitely one of those players that's not getting a freebie tonight. He's in there to prove that he's worthy of being in the team. And it's maybe not, maybe not make or break for his Celtic career, but it'll be make or break for his chances of getting in the Cup final team, I would think. He's shown, I think, flashes. Uh,
0: but what you, uh, he was the player of the month for November, for example. But since then, it's been flashes, Kevin. And what you need to see is, is you need to see someone who's got the level of consistency that we have enjoyed from the likes of Jota and Maeda. And because that's one thing that you forget, you tend to forget. It becomes an expectancy. These guys are incredibly consistent. You know, Jota's on the bench tonight. He's been amazing this season. Uh, Maeda as well, the work rate shown by Maeda in virtually every single game. The engine that he has is unbelievable. And I just don't think we've seen the, the level of consistency that you would need to be a winger week in, week out from any of the two wingers tonight. I'm going to have to bring a bad into that as well. So I think it's a big night for the pair of them. And whether or not yeah. they can put themselves in a the short window for a, a start and birth in the cup final, you know, it could be make or break for that. Like you say, not for their Celtic careers, but for the big game at the end of this season.
1: Yeah. On a barra. Um, I don't know if it's a controversial take or not. My take is he's probably been one of our more disappointing players this season. When you think uh, how well he did last season, you just not lived up to it this season. We know that there's you know, potentially still big interest in him. and we, If we were to sell him, we'd be looking for double figures, you know, at least 10 million for him. But as the season's gone on, his impact as a sub, I think, has waned a little bit. Mm. His impact as a starting player has not been there. To give him his dues a little bit, he hasn't always started. Um, so when he started, he hasn't played consistent games. Again, he's not had a run of two or three games to get up to speed, which I think uh, was something that yourself and Peter were discussing quite a lot at the weekend. You know, the players might be match fit, but are they fit? Yeah. And Abad is maybe one of those boys that needs two or three games to get up to that level again, and he hasn't had it. And that maybe skews the opinion that he's been actually quite a disappointment this season, although he's still got a decent return of goals and assists. The consistency over the full term of the season hasn't been there. And if he wants to push on as a player himself, he's going to have to become more consistent with us before he can do that for anyone else.
0: Ah, For sure. And the thing is, I'm not surprised that there's been interest in him because you look at his age, you look at what he's done, the impact over the two seasons um, has been impressive. But as you say, I would tend to agree with that. Someone who maybe brings the data in would say, actually, he's had a decent enough season. And I'm pretty sure he has. But I mean, his standards and his levels were set so high, Kev that uh, yeah. you do expect them to make an impact. And I'm hoping for both players tonight that they both have an impact because, you know, I think that we have seen flashes from Haxabanovich and we've seen match-winning performances from Abada. However, not many this season. And that, I think that's a, a biggie. You know, there was that opportunity against Rangers 12 yards out. You would expect them to put that away uh, without thinking. He just didn't have the decisiveness or the clinical edge that we're kind of used yeah. to from him. So match-winning performances, yeah, yeah. plenty last season.
1: Yeah, not so much this. And if he gets that chance last season, or if he got it in the first Glasgow Derby of this season, he does score it. Mm-hmm. But right now he's just, uh, he seems to be one of those players, as I say, I think he needs a few games before he gets up to speed. And until he gets there, he looks as if he's, he's a confidence kind of player and he's not quite got it at the moment. He needs one thing to go right for him, as is usually the case with a winger. You know, it's kind of, if you beat the man first time in the game, you're going to have a good game. If you don't, you're going to have a poor game. He seems to be a little bit like that at the moment. Mm-hmm. excuse me, if he gets a goal tonight, he could get two or three because he's got that in him. He just needs to bring it out more often. He does. 13
0: goals were scored against Hibs in three games this season for the loss of only two. So I'm going to make a prediction tonight and say that there's going to be a few goals scored. marky e, uh, would like for the club... Here's an interesting one. I never even thought about this, Mark, to put the team up on its website as we don't all use Twitter. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even realise that, you know, the the team lines, the graphic, didn't make its way onto yeah. the website. So that, I think, that's a I decent suggestion. Yeah, yeah, you would I think, think in like this a, day and age. There's a match centre the- yeah. 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 on in the
1: website, so you'd have thought you stick it on. Yeah, I mean, there's
0: a few things that we want to improve with Celtic, right? And there's some things, for example, the season tickets have been um, released and and, um, announced for the the women's team. We've had a great season and continue to have a great season. We want to see more games at Celtic Park. That's the first thing we would say. Mm -hmm. And also it's interesting when you look at the performance this season, Kevin, that we have something like half the budget of the other two teams we were fighting with. So Rangers and Glasgow City have got double the budget of Celtic women. And, and I mean, that's something that if you're really serious about pushing the game, we need to increase that. Don't we be that through sponsorship or, or the club putting more of an onus on the women's team? That's something that needs to improve.
1: 100% that needs to improve. And it's it's actually embarrassing. Mm-hmm. The two other teams in the country are prepared to spend double on their women's team than we are. Uh, yeah. How, how does the club... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? How can they how can they justify that? I think mean, that's that's what I'm looking for. How can they justify such a little spend on the club when there's clearly an interest in it? Oh, in the yeah. last two games that we've had at Celtic Park, we've broken the domestic record Astonish. of attendance for, for games both times, broke our own record that we'd only set a week before. Mm-hmm. You know, the interest level is there. We've got a manager in Fran Alonso who clearly loves the club, loves his job, is determined and desperate to bring success to Celtic. Back him. You've seen what he's done on what is essentially a, sh- a shoestring budget compared to his two rivals. He's yeah. taken them down to the very last second of the last game of the season exactly. yeah. before the league was taken away. Give him, give him the backing that he needs, and then um, you know we should be we should be winning the league next season if if we do that. If we back the manager, I think he'll bring us success. Someone. Check the figures and let us know who has
0: half the budget of Celtic in the league, right? And would they be able to push us to within a minute of winning the league? No chance. That shows you the there level be, of the, achi-
1: the achievement. Uh, there won't be a team. In, no, uh, in the it'll be team. us,
0: Rangers, then you know,
1: a big deal. And, and then your next team is m- miles away. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, that's the point, though. You wouldn't expect a team. To, so to be punching. Call. They're punching above their weight in a big, big week. Yeah,
1: Your next team is going to be Aberdeen, probably. Mm. And look at them. They've struggled big time this season. Yeah, yeah. So And, sure. uh, so, and Fran has just done, I think he's done a tremendous job with basically one arm tied behind his back. Um, so yeah, him. give him his backing, release that arm and let him let him see where he can take the club. <laughs> I think we'll be pushing for that,
0: uh, Kevin. Now
1: we've got our teeth into it. Now,
0: uh, Daniel Brown, more about protecting players for the final. There will be certainly will be a bit of that if you want to arrest anybody. Now's the time. Um, we brought up a point you and Boy Martin made earlier on in the in the um, the bulletin earlier on in relation to David Turnbull. I, I thought we might have seen him tonight. I thought we might have seen a start for Turnbull tonight because he's not had many games. We know what he can do. Yes. But he'll be a bit rusty. He'll be a bit ring rusty. And I, I can't see him starting against Aberdeen. So that's unfortunate. Now, uh, kickoff time has um, crept up on us there, Kevin. We got carried away with various other matters. Ooh. So let's go to the game. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Over 600 live on the pre-match stream. Join us at halftime, and we'll be talking, hopefully, about Celtic's resounding first-half performance. All that's left for me to say is thank you once again, Kevin McCluskey, for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.